Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Here we are. Where each week we tell stories about how stepping out always leads to better than expected outcomes. I'm loving this, yes. I'm Daryl. (laughs) And it's not just because I had McSoofies before the show. (laughs) And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes, And today, Ed, (laughs) what are we going to be talking about? Well, the good news today is that it's getting better all the time. And that's the name of our show with Rabia Jocelyn Archer. Humility is yielding to life's embrace. Ah. Let me take these sunglasses off to really... Throw them out the window. (laughs) Let uh, (laughs) Let me yield to life's embrace for a moment. Today is the day. With our best, with our trust in God's love and care, we can joyfully expect good to happen. Before day's end, we are always astonished by the coincidences, solutions, and unexpected blessings that occurred. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage each other and listeners to proclaim this truth. It's getting better all the time. And during the second segment, Super Sufi, Ravia Jocelyn Archer joins the show to keep us open to our good fortune with today's reading, Lighthearted. Yeah, we're very excited to have our guest because if you've been listening, we actually mentioned her mm-hmm. a couple times mm-hmm. uh, because we had the opportunity to serendipitously mm-hmm. uh, have her pray for us up at Unity of Santa Barbara, and we were blown away. Yes, we were. We've talked about it on the show, and it really, there's something about I think she's the first person we've met that's um, that studies and practices the Sufi traditions and faith. Um, so it's not always great to hear something from someone else's perspective, you know, because it's the same truth, but from someone else's perspective and way of approaching it and living it and experiencing it. It's like a new voice. But when we when we do pray with Rabia, the feeling in our heart that or in my heart is one of the things that I notice. Um, and she talks about a lot. So we'll get to that in, in the second segment. Yes. In the meanwhile, why don't you tell them how to be a member of the Funniest Thing Club? Ah, you might already be a member. I know. Because we're just a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. Yes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. And here's the good news. This is the best thing. You don't have to go prophesizing this stuff. Mm. 
right, or evangelizing. Right. We motivate each other by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result, and it's true. Miracles occur naturally as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. It really is that easy, or that simple, I should say. It's not yeah. always that easy to think along these joyful lines when our mind is getting upset with things. But that's what today's show is all about. It's about yielding to the truth that it's getting better all the time. Yes. It's about, the show really is about finding principles that you can rely upon so that like when, so that when my subconscious mind is freaking out, running programs of fear and doubt and worry, I can, I can like, uh, I have these principles that I know are true, which is it's getting better all the time. And so if my mind's out of alignment with that, it gives me like, what did you say that one time? It's your true north. A joy. It, yeah, it gives joy you. Joy is true north. Yeah, yeah, it gives you something that like to measure. Like, I mean, really what the, the thing is in your heart, how you feel is also a built-in measurement system. Yeah. But as you like learn more and more what the things that, allow us to feel so good you'll find we find that it's based on these principles and when we live in accord and cooperate with these principles miracles are always happening that's why charles fillmore said just to prove like to show uh, uh to teach something he said there are no miracles because it's actually just divine order which is yeah. always working rather than some kind of like sleight of hand trick or something that you know that happens that is n not in accord really with right. with these principles it's actually these principles are always present and and when we live this way it feels so miraculously good when it, and like well like you wrote in the description how at the end of the day we look back and you you, know, you you came up with that great affirmation god brings it about in spite of my doubts there's a really oh, good yeah. one to have when my mind is yes. full of doubts because one, my mind is like pumping out doubts. And then two, there's another part of me going, well, now I'm really screwed because my mind is is pumping out these doubts. Yes. So having these affirmations like God brings it about in spite of my doubts, it allows us to live a much more joyous and carefree and healthy life, if you ask me. I agree. So, let's, oh, should we bless our Patreon contributions? Oh, yes. We got to bless that. Thank you, everyone who's been contributing at patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Uh, right now, we just take the time to appreciate, magnify, and multiply that good that's circulating. And as we do our part to circulate this truth through the show, and you're doing your part to help this show keep moving, we're all part of this. Yes. It's really fun. That's why it's a, called a club, funniest thing club. It's like a Mickey? clubhouse where you can go yeah. and feel yourself and, and feel yourself connected with other people and no one's holding you to it. Like, come and go as you please. Um, if you are benefiting from it, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us things at uh, Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. You could go to our Facebook page, send us a message there. You could go to YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And like the videos, comment there. If there's something from that show, you just type it in. And the, the thing is, more than anything else, it just uh, continues to inspire us, which allows us to help pass that inspiration on to others. It yeah. can be a question or something that, a funniest thing that happened in your life. Please share it with us. Um, oh, we want to give a shout out to Rhonda B. 
Rhonda, yes, we saw Rhonda Thursday. A wonderful surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, we we love hearing from you. We really appreciated your last email. Yes, uh, but most of all, it was so wonderful and surprising yes. to see you at Nancy Norman's Prosperity Workshop, mm-hmm. Infinite Prosperity Workshop, which is a love offering workshop. Anyone can. Uh, join us. It's 7 Pacific time. It's 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. on Thursdays, right? Yep. No, it's 4 p.m. 4 p.m. and 4 a.m. on the Pacific time, 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. East Coast time. Yes. And all you need to do is go to unityjoyoflife.org. Nice. I wanted the re- I, for the for the link to the yes. Zoom. I had to watch Indy because we always get that wrong. Right, right. You got it right, baby. Sorry, I got distracted because I was looking at the email that Rhonda sent because there's a oh, couple yeah. things I wanted to share. She said, I heard a new thought minute. This goes right along with what we were just sharing. I heard a new thought minister once say that it's not true that we manifest every negative thought. And she was thankful because she had some doozies. But it feels better to shift to the good feeling thoughts and visualizations and that's what we agree with we always say it's you don't have to be afraid of the negative because there's nothing like michael schoonover pointed out this uh, like is really always reminding us there's only one power at at best the negativity can resist that one power but it is not a power unto itself and then Rhonda said one of your shows you guessed we were talking about the word compete so she and we didn't know what it was so she looked it up and said this is amazing because it originally came from this Latin word um, competere or something of that nature. I, I'm not sure exactly how to, um, to say it, but she says the definition was to seek together, to come together, agree, to go to and seek. So co- even competition, which people use to justify this like fear-based scarcity against one against the other, yeah. wasn't. that's not even what it really meant originally. It actually was more like collaboration was the actual definition. So it's funny how I think words fe- turn into turds. Yeah, words turn to turds when fear gets a hold of him and says, yeah. see, there is a word for this and it's this. But then it turns out that that definition is not even accurate. And then she also said the definition for enthusiasm to be inspired or possessed by God, to be wrapped, to be in ecstasy, divinely inspired possessed by a god and you know it's it's similar to how um in emmett fox is where i discovered that individual means undivided Undivided, it doesn't mean we're all competing it means we're an individual but we're underneath it all we're all still one we're all still connected i mean yeah we have our unique gifts but we're all in this and we're all in this together and the deeper meaning is how I treat you, I treat myself. Right. You know, when I'm cursing you, I'm cursing myself. Yeah. We think we're in, we forget, we tra- we we end up using the wrong, We it goes along with compete. Yeah. Because if we're helping each other, we're helping ourselves. Right. Which, you know, how it meant to come together, realizing this oneness. Right. And, the, yeah. and instead of, no, I'm going to cut. You know, I'm going to be a cutthroat right. or sabotage because right. I'm afraid. It was weird. It's yeah. weird how over time the connotation changes. The good news is the definition never does. Right. That's why we love 
looking into this stuff. We appreciate Rhonda sending that. I was going to say individual. We were talking about it. It's funny because fear, once again, got a hold of it as if to say, this proves that I'm my own person. I'm separate. Uh, fear got a hold of it. Yeah. Whereas in the beginning, it seems like based on the definition, it was probably used to remind, like someone yes. was just, instead of reminding us that we're separate, it was meant to remind us, even though, yeah, we are all unique and we're divine, unique expressions of the divine, we're also undivided. So please keep that in mind. Yeah. Like the same word was originally a, a reminder that we are undivided, that we are one, because that's the reminder we all need when fear takes hold is that we're connected because to our sights, to our five senses, excuse me, it doesn't always appear that way. So I thought that was amazing. So thanks again, Rhonda, for yes. that inspiration. That's incredible. Uh, Lisa Schmidt sent us an amazing letter that we wanted to share. And she said, hi, Daryl and Ed. I love flipping the script again. Ha oh, she said hi. I didn't even catch it because I'm so used to it. She said hi, Ed and Daryl, because <laughs> she loves flipping the script again. Ha ha ha. Because I think we had a, a, a show. Was that the show she was on? Called Might Flip have been. Flip the script. Yeah. So she said, you asked in your last podcast about morning routines. My morning start routine starts with me standing on my balance board, looking at my backyard and saying prayers for others. It forces me to do a bit of exercise, enjoy nature, and get my mind off myself. Upon your recommendation, I asked Santa for Marianne, Williams, Marianne Williamson's a, course, a, a Year in Miracles and got my copy for Christmas. Although it might have been my boyfriend, not Santa. I'm not sure. <laughs> Marianne, of whom I'm a longstanding fan, is the best prayer I know. I get so much peace from her writings. I'm really enjoying a year in miracles. That's fantastic. I think we have yeah. one. Do we have one? To no. Not today to read from. Okay. Then I'll read the daily Course in Miracles from Pam Grout's The Course in Miracles Experiment. This is a quick, understandable, whimsical synopsis of, today, of the day's lesson. Anyone who thinks the course is too much or too difficult should start with this book. Yep. I might also start and finish with that book. So maybe I'll get a hold of that. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, after that, of course, comes the Course in Miracles lesson and meditation. I can't imagine my life without a Course in Miracles leading the way. I think you guys are such a blessing to everyone who hears you. Sending you peace and blessings, Lisa Schmidt in Lansing, Michigan. And then here's an amazing thing, because last week's show was called Every Thought's a Prayer, right? Yes, and she said, P.S., you were singing, oh no, yeah, you were singing Our Thoughts, Our Prayers last week. I guess that was the name of the song. And uh, it says, she said, that was written by Unity Spiritual Center of Lansing, Mich uh, Lansing Michigan member Lucille Os Olson. She's our claim to fame and a beautiful, talented person. I'm proud to know her. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's, I mean, because I really do love that song because it drives home the truth mm -hmm. that every thought's a prayer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what we focus on comes into our, yeah. uh, becomes part of our, becomes our reality. But also the coincidences. First of all, we invited, we were excited to speak with Jocelyn. Jocelyn, how do you say? The uh, other? Rabia. 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 Okay. So I, I was. We'll get it close. I hear her giggling in the other room. We'll, yeah. we'll get her to say it again when she comes in, man. Maybe by the time the show ends, I'll yeah. get it right. It's, but yeah. anyway, the main thing is our love for her and appreciation for her because I kept going back to Uni of Santa Barbara and going, you know, I got to see if she'll be on the show. Yeah. And she wasn't there a few times. So when she was there this last week, I, asked, I told, first of all, I was more excited to let her know that we've been you know, singing her praises. Right. And um, 
So I asked her, and she said, yeah, she's going to... And then she was willing to jump on board for this show this week. Amazing. You know, I just asked her Sunday. So we were like, wow, okay. And she drove all the way here, you know, from outside of Los Angeles, and it just keeps getting better. These are the coincidences. We had no idea that today's readings, like literally we're recording this on May 6th, and we each, we talk, you know, the audience, if you've never listened before, Ed and I both read from, you know, inspirational books in the morning to get our heads on straight as part of our morning routine. Two of the books had uh, Sufi, references to Sufis yeah. in them. Yes. Is Rumi a Sufi? I think so. Yes? yes. Okay. Yes. The so, walls are speaking. Yes. Okay, I'm glad because I didn't want. I didn't want to. <laughs> I just assume I was correct. But in a, in one of the books we read, which is uh, God grant me, today, at the top, this was a quote by by Rumi: "The soul is here for its own joy. The soul the, the soul is here for its own joy." Then, then we read from another one is a deep Alan breath. Cohen. Alan Cohen, deep breath of life and in guest, it former guest and friend of the show alan cohen yes alan cohen and he and he concludes to the, uh today's reading yes. he wraps it up with this is crazy he wraps it up out of the blue because i'm reading along and i thought oh that's nice god grant me i should bring that up today yeah yeah that Rumi's quoted right and at the end of alan cohen this is i'm going to read it verbatim from the last paragraph mm -hmm. in the today's reading the Sufis suggest, in quote, do not value anything that could be washed overboard from a ship. And then Alan goes on to say, when we remember we are here to love, all else becomes secondary. And the title of the reading was, What Could Be So Important? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then she mentions A Course in Miracles and we don't, you know, we're not big Course in Miracle, like, everyday readers. Yes. But this morning, I I had the hunch. I go, I'm going to flip through this, A Course in Miracles, just for my own sake this yeah, morning, yeah. not for the show. Right. I just said, eh. you know, and I was suggesting Indy do the same. And if you're a newcomer to Course in Miracles, I strongly suggest you do not have to do it exactly as it's indicated. God doesn't do spite work. God's not going to get mad at you. You know, it's it's like you don't have to get into the, I got to read this every day or something bad's going to happen. Then you're going into superstition, and that's yeah. just not the way God works. It's no. the, the truth on any page is still going to be true. Yeah, and nor do I want to say that that's wrong either. Some people like, um, like Lisa. Lisa, they really enjoy it. That's their routine. That's their thing. But I just want to let you off the hook like she does with suggesting that book she suggested so anyone can do this. So I just flipped it open and let me read what it says because it's perfect with today's show. It goes perfect with what Rumi said. Um, and let me put on the glasses, Ed. I just do the same. All right, here we go. This is from Lesson 100. If you have the book, that's page 180. This is so good. I got to remember this all the time. And when I read it, it really felt like I felt like this love wake up in my heart. Like, how do I forget this? And here it is. God's will for you is perfect happiness. Why should you choose to go against his will? 
You are indeed essential to God's plan. Without your joy, his joy is incomplete. And that really touched me. Mm. You are indeed essential to God's plan. Without your joy, his joy is incomplete. Yeah. And here, here's another thing. God's messengers are joyous, and their joy heals sorrow and despair. They are proof that God wills perfect happiness for all who will accept their Father's gifts as theirs. That means anticipating that God's going to meet all our needs. Yeah. So I could be happy in knowing that and trusting that, like you were mentioning in the beginning of the show. And then that my trust in that makes me feel content. And then I'm free to share that contentment, just radiating it. Yeah. And here I'll wrap it up with this. Today we attempt to understand joy is our function here, which is exactly what the Rumi quote was saying. Joy is our function here. God asks, asks you to be happy so the world can see how much he loves his son and wills no sorrow rises to abate his joy. No fear besets him to disturb his peace. You are God's messenger today. You bring his happiness to all you look upon. Imagine that. Everything you look upon today, you're bringing God's happiness to it. His peace to everyone who looks on you and sees his message in your happy face. So in the words of Dick Van Dyke, put on a happy face. That's right. That's right. That's right. Isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking about this reading, and I don't have to do the whole thing, but from a new day today, because the question was, why do many of us persist in judging ourselves harshly? Why don't we pay attention to the good things? And it's, uh, it talks about how we're familiar with these old distorted views of ourselves. We've just become accustomed to looking at it that way, to certain things, and looking at ourselves in a certain way. Right. And it says, like, the first thing we got to do is just be fed up with it. Like, oh, I can't take this anymore, you know? <laughs> and then... Uh, Yes. And then we need to make conscious and repeated efforts to reverse that self-image we've carried around for so long and sometimes like make it a list of assets that about ourselves, things that are beautiful about ourselves, yeah. appreciate ourselves. And um, when com well, you've been talking about this a lot, when compliments come our way, try to get in the habit of accepting them yeah. graciously rather than shrugging them off. And those two things go hand in hand. But when you start being more generous with praise to yourself it will become easier you're opening up the channel to let those things yeah. come in from outside also and uh it's the, the the tool they say is some people find it most successful when they when you start attacking themselves to stop in mid-sentence or mid-thought just say aloud no that's just not true and it says that the sometimes a distorted self-image can obscure the sunshine of life and for me this morning, I almost opened up Course of Miracles as well, but I was Isn't on my crazy? way out. We both had that mm. hunch. And it's weird how that reading from a new day uses the tack thoughts thing, which is a big thing in yeah. Course of Miracles. But what I was going to say is that um, when I was doing my morning routine this week and, it's, and this morning it happened again, it's like there was still something that felt bad down, down deeper kind of in my gut. And I was almost ready. I, I kind of – because – you know, you, this this spiritual life kind of unfolds in different stages. I mean, I guess you could call it that. I don't know if that necessarily it's organized that way. But, you know, like you get through one thing and then, oh, here's one more thing to let go of. And here's, yeah, one, you yeah. know, like, 
So I'm finding a deeper level of something that I've just, it's almost like another version of the e-brake that I've gotten used to driving around with, you know? Oh, yeah. And I was ready to go about my day and just be like, oh, another day, I'll make it through, even though that's hurting. But then I was like, no, I'm calling God even into that. And I, and it's just about what you said. You're to recognize that the only thing that really matters as far as you and I are concerned is our joy. Yeah. If that, like, if we tend to our joy, and they, it heals everything. Yeah, it heals everything. And then we're in a position to maybe bless other people yeah. with joy. But we have to have it in ourselves, really, first in order to really bless others with it, you know? So it's so important. It's not selfish in a negative way. It's actually yeah. very loving and supportive of everyone else to recognize that uh, there's this thing that's God. we call God, our joy. No matter what we've ever thought we've done, no matter how many judgments or things we've laid upon it, our joy, our liberation, and our freedom from that weight is essential to God's yeah. plan. And it's the most important thing for us to really uh, invent, like, um, show interest in, learn about, and discover. Well, you know, it's funny. I hate this connotation only, or this metaphor only because it's uh, been used to death by success coaches, but it's perfect. And it's the, the, it's, it's, the idea when we're on a plane and the masks come down, you have, it's, yes. it's, it's strongly suggested that you put your mask on first right. before you even help your child put theirs on. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not breathing, you can't help anyone. It's just like the morning routine when Mike Dugan said, Daryl, if you can't wake up just seven minutes earlier to be kind and loving to yourself, there's nothing anyone can do to help right. you. And we're saying... You know, when we're tending to our own joy, that's our oxygen mask. Because otherwise, we're useless, not just mm -hmm. to ourselves, but mm -hmm. then we're, it can be a danger to others with some of the things we think and can say. But you know what? Well, you said with what you just experienced this morning, I just want to read this little, this came to us, this little excerpt from um, Weekly Unity. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This was the original Unity magazine. That's what it was called, and... This is from 1953. And we want to thank you, Michael Schoonover, who's yes. the person through which this came to us, through the P.O. Box. We love you. Oh. We appreciate it. Stop apologizing for sending this stuff to us. Yeah. We actually owe you one, man. Thank you, brother. So um, here, where's the, here's the thing. I'm just going to stop this for a minute. Yeah. So that's our timer. So uh, it's called The Simple Prayer by Louise, Mary Louise Cupferly. And we've, you've probably meant, you heard us mention her before. We recommend her uh, books. Mm -hmm. But, uh, man, I read this last night before bed, and I started really feeling it. it and, no, I read it before my nap. I, I took a nap, folks, yes. yesterday. And I read this before my nap. And then when I got up, it stayed with me. Mm -hmm. It's such a good one, Ed. So here it is. Several years ago, while I was talking with a love friend and truth teacher, she mentioned that she sel sorry, seldom asked the Father for anything when in need, but instead used often the simple words, Father, I'm trusting. Yes. She used them when she did her studying, as she went about helping others arise out of their difficulties, as she carried out her daily tasks and household duties, repeating the words either silently or aloud with calmness and assurance. And then Mary Louise Cupferly shares how she was using it during yeah. some 
unexpected, seemingly negative situations in her life and how this really transformed her mind and then the situation. And then she goes on to write, perhaps you think your problems are more complicated and difficult and involved than mine, that you cannot accomplish the desired miracle of healing or harmony or supply with such a small and simple prayer. No matter what your problem, no matter how great or small its size, the Father never fails. But we must turn to him in order to receive his blessing. This is what the little prayer, Father, I'm trusting, helps us to do. It turns our thought and attention to him, to the one who is the source of all our good, the creator of all good, the father of our being. And it is. It's like a switch. Yeah. It's the switch that takes off the e-brake. Yeah. Because you can't have the e-brake going, I got to, okay, I'll just, and be saying, Father, I'm trusting. You can't do two at the same time. That's right. But when you try this experiment, because I was doing it all day yesterday with every little thing, Father, I'm trusting, like in traffic. First of all, it made me feel joyful just saying it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then... I was like, holy cow, this is one of the best short form yeah. affirmative of mm. me turning everything over right. and surrendering to the fact that when I trust in this power, yes. whatever you want to call it, you don't have to use the word father if that turns you off. Replace it with whatever your higher power is for you and follow it up with, I'm trusting because I guarantee you if you try this, you'll probably be inspired to write Ed and myself yeah. and tell us, holy cow, I practiced that father I'm trusting with this, this, and this, and guess what happened, guys? So um, yeah. that one was great. I mean, that one I found to be so wonderful uh, yesterday, and I hope you you do as well. Yeah, man. And you know, the other day I was in a classroom, and uh, – I have this sort of this state testing stuff coming up at school and I've in the past I really let it stress me out and it, you know my subconscious mind's kind of been programmed that way and I've just been putting that in God's care of father I'm trusting because my mind is I let it go on too long so it's kind of got this pattern of thinking that way and I found myself talking to a teacher and I almost started you know how it is like I got this stress and then I said oh, you know yeah. everything's working out though it's always working out and I have to and she's like yeah I have to trust that as well and it turned into this mini new thought yes chat with each other and then I opened up the Sue Hodgson email literally I walked out the door walking down the stairs I opened up the email and it's from Mary Cupferly the quote crazy and it uh, says everything is working for good in your life believe this decree it speak it insist upon it persist in believing it be consistent in following through after speaking these words by listening within for God's direction. Pursue the ideas that come to you with every action you take. Follow the truth that Jesus taught in thought, word, and action. For he is the one who brought the miracle working power of God into evidence to remind us that there's always a way through every trial, challenge, and difficulty in life. And that's from God Will See You Through. And we, we, I can't recommend that book enough by Mary Cupferly. So, um... Let's just do this real quick. We got a postcard from Kirky. If you're on the... Um, <laughs> Every, wait, the title says, Everywhere I Look, I See Your Face. And I'm going to tell you what it is, but if you go to our YouTube channel, 
You'll be tickled pink. (laughs) (laughs) The quote, though, says the only way to get rid of the limitations that you place upon yourself is to rise in your consciousness about them. Your only way out is through the higher mental and spiritual realms. Know the truth of your freedom and it will appear. Become unconscious of limitations and they cease to exist. That's by Frank B. Whitney. This other quote. Who was the guy who um, started the Daily Word? That's right. Listen to this from Alan Cohen. This is another Kirky. Uh, I'll put it up quickly, but it says, We take a lot for granted sometimes, overlooking the blessings and miracles that abound in our lives. Remember, uh, it's getting better all the time. That's the name of today's show. Every day, all kinds of astounding things happen that could be cause for immense appreciation if we are open to see and celebrate them. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. That goes along with what we learned at Nancy's Infinite Prosperity Workshop, where she brought up Sig Paulson's book title, Look for the Good and Praise It. Yeah. Always look for the good. Challenge yourself. Look for the good and praise it. I have a good, my mind, I don't know if this is maybe New Jersey, but I think most New Jerseyers get taught, look for the bad and curse it. Well, I got to really work on looking for the good and praising it, folks. So I'm going to be doing it with you. Yes. And then um, <laughs> L- Lois, the Lois Conklin sent us two postcards this week. Everyone you meet has something to teach you. Pay attention. Yes. The quotes. Great show with Tattoo Guy. Uh, I think that was Bruni. Yes. Some th- great thoughts and insight. Thank you. Big time coming in Calaveras co- County with annual frog jump. Oh, nice. Great time for community fun. Thanks for keeping us on track every week. You are the best. Um, hope to get on the Zoom call sometime soon. Her, Love Lois her postcards get us to us miraculously because that just came out, that episode, six days ago. I know. And then we got other postcards from her that she forgot to put the address on. It just said, funniest thing, yes. with no stamp and no address and it got to our mail postal box. It makes no sense. This one says, I'm currently under construction. Thank you for your patience. Another week, another postcard, another weekly funniest thing program, another time to share with others. Keep on keeping on, Daryl and Ed. I love you, Lois Conklin. And we love you. Yes, we do. We love these postcards. And let's thank uh, Chief uh, Engineer Jeff Comfort over in Kansas City, Kansas, for all he does for the show. Because each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Let's thank Indy out here at Chobo Studios. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. Love the show. Love you guys. We love you too, man. Maureen Swift sent us a lot of love um, this week, and so we appreciate you, Maureen. Yes. Um, so why don't we, let's do our breaths after the break, because coming up next, Super Sufi, Rabia... Jocelyn Archer joins the show to keep us open to our good fortune with today's reading, Lighthearted. Ah. So thank you for listening to f- and, and watching Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed live from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called It's Getting Better All the Time with Rabia Jocelyn Archer. How do you say your name, by the way? Rabia. Rabia. It's just an uh. Rabia. It's more like a 
What do they call that? A diphthong when a, and a, when a vowel turns into an uh instead of Watch an Watch what uh, you call like me. Elephant. A diphthong. <laughs> well, it's an Arabic word. I see. I see. I love it. What does it mean? Rabia was a Sufi saint. She lived in the 8th century mm. in Iran. Mm. And she was best known for saying, Dear God, I don't care if you put me in the garden or I don't care if you put me in the fire. I just want to see your face. Wow. So just nice. a really beloved, mystical Sufi saint. Right. Wow. That, 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 um, that sharing of that, I'm like feeling it of yeah. on the level of, she's not saying like, I'm crazy, I'll go into the fire. She's saying, I can feel that love. And when I feel that love, it doesn't matter where, where I am. You can put me, yeah. put me wherever you need to put me. That's amazing. I just want to see your face. Mm. It was a huge honor for my sheikh to give me her name. Wow. Did you want to share your sheikh picture? <laughs> sure. Where should I put it? Right there. That's <laughs> Where perfect. do I look? That's Where perfect. do I look? No, you got it. So this is Sidi Muhammad al-Jamal al-Rafi al-Shadali. There is a camera over here and, just in case you're curious. Oh, yeah. there it is. Yeah. And um, he died in 2017. I started studying with him in 2006. Mm. And he's buried on the Mount of Olives. Whoa. He was actually what they call the keeper of the Dome of the Rock. So he was the spiritual teacher at the Dome of the Rock. Wow. So not only was he a Sufi, he was also a leader in Islam. What, and what he is, started coming to the United States in the 1990s and having students here. And then we, they actually started a university of spiritual healing and Sufism. And um, yeah, it's a four-year program. I got a master's in divinity. In Sufism. Where was that? Um, yeah, our retreat center was burned. Um, it was in Pope Valley, not too far from Napa. And with Ooh. the fires they've had the last few years, mm. it burned a few years ago. Wow. What yeah. did you say about the rock? The Dome of the Rock. The Dome of the Rock. Alaska Mosque. It's the most revered mosque in the world. Where is it located? Jerusalem. Okay. Palestine. Wow. Well, you know what? I, I want our listeners to know, because I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming most of our listeners are in the United States, and they might have mixed thoughts about uh, the idea Islam. of Islam and Muslim. They may not know, though, that uh, Muslim, which I just learned, um, is based on peacefulness and loving lovingness that's what muhammad was absolutely yeah and <clears throat> they weren't it was they weren't anti-christians they thought no. I mean, this is yeah they they saw jesus as another there's four major my yeah my sheikh taught there's four major prophets yes let's abraham moses jesus and muhammad thank you doesn't that feel better and um yeah you know, stock for law. Forgive me if I say the wrong thing, hey. but um, I loved reading about Jesus in the Quran. I love learning the story of Jesus mm. and Mother Mary. They always say Jesus, son of Mary, whenever they refer to Jesus. Oh, wow. A lot of people in America don't know this. No, 
There's a book in the Quran titled Mariam, Mother Mary. I would say that a lot of people around the world don't know this because it's not just here where there's this kind of tension, you know, existing. Right. And sometimes in places it's even worse. So it's I cool had no can... idea when I got on this path. Yeah. I had a friend invite me. Oh, you want to go to Chicago and see a Sufi master? I'm like, sure. Yeah, why you know? not? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's um, Muslim. It's yeah. <laughs> it's the mystical tradition of Islam. I'm like, okay, you know. And then I realized, oh my gosh, yeah, Muhammad lived after Jesus did. Yeah. And it's a continuation. Right. And, you know, that there is no separation. No. That's the words my Sheikh would use. Yeah, and it's there true. There is no separation. Yeah. And the what you always say is, la ilaha illallah, there is no God but God. Yeah. Wow. There's one God. La ilaha illallah. Yeah. There is no God but God. Mm. And Muhammad is his messenger. And Jesus is his messenger. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Moses is his messenger. And yeah. Abraham is his yeah. messenger. Yeah. And now we're trying our best to be his messengers. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Right. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> this funny. is turning out to but, be a great show, and we've only had you on for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea we'd be talking about this. This actually, um, do you know, do you remember? By the way, who was the first? Who was that speaker that you heard speak in Chicago? It was my sheikh. I was going to ask you, yeah, Sidi Muhammad Al Jamal. Yeah, wow. May Allah be pleased with him. And typically, when I say the word Muhammad, I'll say um, peace be upon him. And I'm so used to saying Jesus, I've never gotten used to saying Jesus, peace be upon him. But Muslims do. Whenever they say Jesus' name. Wow. So they add a lot of people here have him. no idea. And it's wonderful to discover this. You know, it's it's a shame that and this just this doesn't just go with uh, Muslim philosophy. This is just as true in Christianity. It's just as true with anything in the news we hear. It's a shame that a lot of these things get tainted by a few of its worst representatives. Hmm. Well, it's um, and they're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's bad representatives like, e in every. In I stopped myself because I every didn't want to bring up any of the bad. No, but when people used to bring that to my shake, like, "What about this Muslim?" That blah blah blah. He just look and he'd say, "That person's not a Muslim." Yeah, if they at all understood Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, if they understood his teachings. They wouldn't be doing that. That's right. They wouldn't be saying that. Well, I want. I I didn't know I was gonna. I'm glad Ed told me to bring this book here. I wasn't intending on plugging this book, but I will. A fan sent this to us. A in fan 2014. Sent, if you have any questions about other religions, world religions, there's a book. Daryl and Ed can recommend, because we go to it as our simple little reference guide, and it's Religion, a Discovery in Comics, and it's by a theologian and um, cartoonist. And uh, her name is Margaret D'Air, and it's called Religion, a Discovery in Comics, and it breaks down all these religions and then here is where she really goes through the connection between um, the Muslim philosophy and um, how they felt lovingly about Christianity. You know, mm -hmm. Jesus' Jesus's story is, and how they're both from 
um, well, it gives the breakdown of the so you know the lineage of how they Muhammad, you know, the supposed lineage. I'm assuming from mm -hmm. Abraham was it or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so, just learning, folks, but I'm learning from a simple book. But we have the expert here, thank goodness. <laughs> I am not an <laughs> <laughs> I am not me. a biblical scholar. I am not a scholar of the Quran, but I have a lot of love in my heart, and that's what I learned from my shape. And that's what's so special about Sufism. It's about your heart. And that's why we had such a strong connection yes. in those very first moments that I met you. Just a super huge connection because you both just have such beautiful and open hearts. Well, thank think you. how open your heart has to be to come here every Saturday. Mm. I mean, you're basically pouring your hearts out. Mm. And you're not doing it for any gain. Right. You're doing it because there's someone out there who needs to hear something today. Mm. And you're not in control of that or who needs what or any right, of that. Right. You just show up yeah. and you have these beautiful open hearts and you just read your quotes and have fun right. and make this accessible to so many people. Right. It's well, such an act of love. Well, thank oh, you. And then I have to say... How wild, like you two guys like walk into Unity Santa Barbara, like your energy. I mean, Unity Santa Barbara is just an amazing spiritual community. And I've belonged there for since 2009. Oh, wow. Wow. So, well, and I went to a Unity church before that. But that's a long time right here. Right. This, this one. So, um, yeah. You've before, seen before, many, many before changes. Before yeah. Temple. Yeah. Way before. So, um uh, it's just a beautiful community, a lovely group of people that hold it together. Yeah. Um, and you guys walk in. I mean, your energy is just incredible. Oh, it's thank so you. open and vibrant, and you just bring people together. It's well, great. We you. love having you there. Thank well, you. thank you. We love going. I'm a, I'll be there tomorrow. And uh, we highly recommend it if you're a listener and you're – Either in California or visiting California, if you could show up on a Sunday at 10 a.m. at Unity of Santa Barbara, chances are you may see the both of us or one of us, but mm -hmm. you'll definitely see Stephen Tom Thorpe because he does the AV there right. now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And if you're not in the area, check out the live stream, unitysb.org. And I believe uh, Steve is now putting him up on YouTube for them. Yeah. So, but unitysb.org is a quick way to find that. Um, what I wanted to say was Indy recently sent us a talk by Ed Rabel, a Unity teacher. And um, he talks about five things that he asked, or someone asked, it might have been him, that asked Charles Fillmore to like break down what is Unity. And, you know, what does it mean? What is it? And one of the things, and he broke down, it's an amazing talk. And last time, I think it's already in one of the, the links to one of the shows that we did recently, isn't it, Indy? Yeah, it's in the description of a few episodes ago, but you can go to uh, truthunity.net and search Ed Rabel Metaphysics Le Lectures. Yeah. Okay. And, and if, can you attach it to this one too when we put it yeah. up? Thank yeah, it's you. currently in the description right now. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. So, but the reason I brought that up is because um, – one of the things is that it's a mystical tradition. It's a mystical way of seeing things. And, and then he broke it down even more simply just to mean that there's a mystery involved. Yeah. And in order to really live this way, you're there, you just have to be, not only have to be, but you get to enjoy. People might question it. Yeah. And, but be, to be able to say, well, that's part of the mystery of it, you know, and to, mm -hmm. in, to really enjoy that. And I was thinking that 
why one of the things that brings us together the how and even brings you together because you're studying you study all these different things islam unity those are the two of the things that i know that you study and it's the mystical traditions mm -hmm. that get down to the principles behind all of this stuff yeah. that really unite us you know and like for daryl and i if the mystical part is not if the principal part really it's, it really comes down to if the principles are not being um, allowed to fully guide whatever it is, then we're not really that very interested in it. We would rather, that's why I love having our own ministry, which is this, whatever this mystery is called funniest thing. Yeah. yeah because absolutely. then it allows spirit to work how spirit wants to work. And, and li like, your, like your teachers said, I mean, there's times where Daryl and I have had this talk like, you're not, I mean, the, the older teachers that we're discussing, you're not just unity because there's a name up on a wall. Unity, and Eric, Eric Butterworth talked about it, it's a way of seeing things. It's not a religion. It's a, it's a perspective. When we are seeing through the lens of unity, all of these principles make sense. We yeah. realize it's getting better all the time. Our heart naturally flows. Any yeah. energy we've been withholding begins to flow, and we become these generous, enlightened beings. It's It's... It's just an amazing thing. So I'm so glad that it's brought us together. Yeah. In this oh, and room. I have to say, I was hoping to have a chance today to say this. You know, it used to be called New Age, yeah. and then they started calling it New Thought. Mm. I predict it's going to be called the New Mysticism. Oh, that'd be great. Because that's really what it is. Yeah. Because when you live in these principles, the miracles happen every day. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Right? right. Yes. So it is, we are the miracle people. Yeah. I'm talking about unity, of course, and Sufism, yeah. well, and, 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 even the, and... Well, even the Kabbalah, so, we learned yeah. from yeah. Nancy Norman, is considered the, mystic, the mystical... Right. it's the mystical tradition. Tradition of Judaism. Uh, Judaism. Yeah. So, right. Every religion has its mystics. Mm. And sometimes, the more... Con the I won't say conservative, but some of the religions don't always see eye to eye with their mystics. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, Christian... The Christian... Christian mystics, yes. a lot of them were um, persecuted. Yeah. So, um, but but that's where we're all moving. Yeah. We're all coming to this higher place. Yeah. yeah. Within our spiritual traditions. Right. Yeah. And that's where we meet. I think that shift is occurring, and because it yeah. it needs to occur. Yeah. It's like we're finally getting there. And new thought really is the new mysticism. Yeah. It's mm. funny. Um, your first podcast that I watched, it was so welcoming. You had a copy of Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life yeah. book. And um, in 1997, I studied with Louise. Well, I bought her book in 1993 and memorized it. It changed my life. Had all these huge experiences oh, after yeah. reading her book. It's great. So in 97, I went to study with her wow. and became a certified uh, metaphysical teacher. And um, I did Louise Hay seminars pretty much for many years. And then I met my Sheikh in 2006. Mm. Oh, actually, I did a Louise Hay seminar just like a couple months before I took hand with my Sheikh. Mm. Wow. So, um, I mean, Louise Hay is a mystic. Oh, yeah. I mean, open that book. Oh, it's mm -hmm. great. Like, your thumb means this. You yeah. know what I mean? She had every part of the body. Like, yeah. she had information. Where did all that information come from? I right. actually tried to ask her that question, 
but I kind of bumbled how I was asking it, like, where did this information come from? You know, I was trying to be polite. And mm. Anyway, she made a joke and she said, oh, my computer, you know, like it, it got into the book from the computer or whatever. Well, you know, we do know but, um, a teacher, Dr. Elizabeth in uh, Inglewood, the Inglewood Center for Spiritual Living. Yeah. And she's probably 97 now. I don't yes, know. Like she's yeah. old. She's... Uh, I don't want to use the word old because that doesn't really do justice no. to her, but she's been around uh, practicing this stuff a long time. And she, uh, Louise Hay, came to her for a list of the mental equivalents from Ernest Holmes, oh, which wow. then she kind of extrapolated into her first book. And so it's oh, cool. Oh, I to guess s- I did know that, yes. Yeah, she so it's cool to just mind. to see these connections because anyone who's willing, mm-hmm. this is what one of the things that we love about the early Unity teachers that sometimes gets lost in the, the current world where so much celebrity like personality gets used to market principles the thing that was so nice about these older writers and teachers for us is that it was so that the, clearly the emphasis was on everyone can do this and I, and I think Louise Hay is a lot, a lot like this oh, too yeah. she doesn't emphasize her personality as something like I was chosen I was special right, exactly. right? she's very just like the original teachers which is really nice because that's so important is that anyone who feels this urge and anyone who's willing uh, to let it come through, anyone who has that desire, it will. It wants to come through. It is getting better all the time and it's just about allowing that process to unfold and just knowing if you've been in a place where I was at one time where was so, I was like so felt so painfully stuck because I desired it so much, just know that even all of that pain is an indicator that like there is so much good pushing up against yeah. that wants to come through and it is available to you. Um, and just relax into it is what I would say more. That if you're feeling that desire, affirm that it's already so. Let go as much as possible as of your judgments of yourself or thinking yourself unworthy or anything like that and just welcome it in. And it's here, you know, and it wants to come through. Well, you can use the Mary Cupfully. Yes, thank you. Father, I'm trusting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's say it over and over. If you yeah. Are, wait, are we going to do the three breaths? Well, yes, oh. we are. I just I remembered. forgot about that. I just want to say I have been hearing a lot of teachers recently emphasizing that we are mystics. That like, yeah. that is like, so when you say that, that really Absolutely. rings a bell. And then uh, Nancy Norman's been sharing how um, she studied with a rabbi. I forget his name. Who's, who practiced oh, the um, Kabbalah. He was the teacher. Who taught he, the Kabbalah. He was, no, he was Kabbalah, actually the teacher. Kabbalah. Kabbalah. People argue about what the correct pronunciation okay. is. I've had people correct me either way I say okay. it. Kabbalah. Or he Kabbalah. taught, I have my book, but it's out there, her, my notebook from her class. He taught um, at Unity. He was her teacher at the yes. Unity Village, and he was a rabbi, mm-hmm. and she was yeah. like, what are you doing here? Right. And he said, well, Unity is the mysticism of Christianity. Yeah. And There you go. And I've been brought up in the mysticism of Judaism, which is the Kabbalah, and he was... A rabbi, rabbi, teaching at the Unity School, which was then called of practical Christianity. And uh, he also yeah. said um, that he believed that the, the miracles that Jesus performed, those acts were meant for that time. The teachings of the principles were meant for this time, were meant for us. And, and so that goes along with what you're saying in terms of us being new, the new mysticism, the new, and it's, it really, like a lot of what I think lately I've been thinking about this, a lot of what crushes 
the spirit in I mean, you know, I'm, I work in public education. I'm a civil servant, as my friend over at the I like that word at that my friend at the the uh, AJ at the conservatory um, coffee shop that I love said the other day. Well, um, you're serving civility. Yeah, which is a nice thing to serve. Yeah, to right. People. I'm civilly serving <laughs> civility. Yes. Uh, so, um, but what I was going to say is that a lot of I feel like we're at this point where the mystery, the mysticism has to come back because peace cannot come about through control. And a lot of what people are leaning into is control. Mm. Like I've got the answer no matter what side, and I'm trying to control it to getting that way, but it will never come through control. No. The truth is no the rules. harmony, which is another name for heaven, already exists. And our job is to cooperate with this mystery of how does it exist? I don't know, but it does. And when we tap into it and cooperate with it, amazing things happen. Yeah, And that reignites my soul and my spirit and my joy and my life which is another selfish reason why i do this show because now you know i'm like feeling that spirit within me light up again and i ah, i'm like plugged in like daryl gave that great image of a iphone you know i'm like plugged in now ah, i'm getting recharged so <laughs> yeah. i really appreciate being here um do you want to do the breaths is that what you just said yeah come on these are good ones okay <clears throat> and who was the gurus who wrote these? it was four of them they had little bowl cuts in the beginning, didn't they? Well, yeah. That was part of their tradition. With the suits and such. It's part of their practice. They wiggled They like looked this. like little priest suits, actually, those True. first ones. They wiggled their hips. Yeah. Who was our guest that we had on that wiggled like a beetle? What's oh. What's fella's name? Theory. Jesse. Jesse Theory. Oh, man. All right. You ready? Yeah. Wait, what the heck? What did I write here? Okay. I have to admit. Oh, I have to admit. Okay. Yeah, because here's the key, man. This, this is, this, the is the, this is the mystery. In order to experience it, we have to admit it. What's another name? What's a what is the meaning of admit? It means to let in. When oh, I'm nice. admitting something, I'm letting it in. Yeah. I'm letting God back into the picture. Yes. So let's try this. Take a deep breath together. <sighs> I have to admit it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. <sighs> I have to admit. It's getting better. It's getting better all the time. Ah. Want to do one? I have to admit, it's getting better. It's, it's getting, getting better, better all the time. time. Wow, wonderful. All right. I see you're holding the this, Daily Word. Would you like to read that? Yes. I would love to read this. This has become an incredible episode. I know. It's amazing. Lighthearted. So you know what the Sufis would say? What? Mm. That's the light in your heart. Wow. Right? So when I prayed with you guys, I had you go into your heart and look ah. for the light of God in your heart. Look with the eyes of your heart to see the light of God. And you guys gave me a reading called Lighthearted. No, you know, we can't even, we, these are the everyday miracles. The synchronicity and the serendipity and the coincidence yeah. is, is incredible. It's fun. Yeah. It's incredible. It just makes life incredible, doesn't it? And God's it? enjoying it as we enjoy yes. it. It's that joy you're talking about. Yeah. If we feel joy, God's feeling joy. If we see beauty, God sees beauty. 
That's like Johnny Martha. Johnny Marfa was our guest, and he said his mom always was it his mom or his mother in law. His mother in law. Just be the ass that carries Jesus into Jerusalem. Yeah, she she was being complimented <laughs> on her work as an interior designer. And how do you do it? And she goes, I'm just happy being the ass. And they went, what do you mean the ass? I'm just the ass that brings Jesus into town. I love that carries that. Jesus into town. And we definitely fit the bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fit the bill for that you carry a lot. You bring uh, a lot to people. Thanks. Thank you. I live lightly and welcome ease and grace. I am lighthearted, taking life in stride. As I open myself to serendipity, I relax and trust. I will find myself in the right place at the right time. I am blessed to know ease as I journey through life. Releasing thoughts of scarcity, I find myself in the flow of true abundance, rich in kindnesses, and blessed in so many ways. My light heart welcomes grace. Freed from the tendency to worry, I trust the divine presence within to help me feel the fullness of my happiness in my triumphant moments and have the help I need during my lower points. Trusting God's goodness around me is the key to my lightheartedness. I give thanks from my grateful heart and now know even greater blessings. Then Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 8. Even those who live many years should rejoice in them all, yet let them remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. Ah, that was great. Wait, where are we? It goes again with the with Mary Cuffley. The lightheartedness comes from Father. I'm trusting. Oh, you know when the when you told me that the show the title was, it's it's getting better. It's always better. Yeah. If I am in a place like that, I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Wow, God is my source. Lots can happen. Yeah. God is my source. Lots, Lots can, happen. can happen. That's that's what I felt when you said that she said, I'm trusting yeah. God. Yeah. I'm trusting God. God is my source. Lots can happen. Lots. And we just limit it all the time. All the time. We limit what what God can do. Yeah. All the miracles. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I was thinking about that image when I was thinking about myself at home, sometimes where I'm having trouble tapping in, uh, or I don't say having trouble, but my mind is like, my subconscious mind is thinking, uh, what's the use of me sitting down to read these books? You know, like when I get to that point and I was just, and this is kind of reminding me of why I'm feeling my life kind of moving me beyond or to the next part of my career beyond this public school because it does get a little bit challenging when you're in it. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with the challenge of being in an environment where the, where the overarching belief system does not involve God as my source, so is control, like you yeah, said. Yeah, it's, it's instead of that, it's control. We have mm -hmm. to do it, and there's like nothing left in the mm -hmm. that lemon, and they're still trying to. So everyone's kind of burnt <laughs> out, and it's just I don't know. It's so helpful when you said that that the light heartedness uh, that just blew my mind. It made me think about how people say the opposite of light is heavy, and how sometimes we think of that as weight, but like 
the opposite of living from the light is when things feel they start feel to feel heavy. heavy because yeah so this is great man it's like really stirring the pot in a delightful way like mama just came home to stir the soup pot <laughs> or the, the <laughs> sauce i feel good <laughs> and you brought up the word mystery earlier yeah. yeah and there's four levels to the heart so there's um the sufis use the word nafs but it would be like there's not a good english translation but it's like personality or maybe you'd say ego my shake never used the word right. ego. and then the next layer of the heart is the actual is heart and then the soul and then the mystery. And you just want to live in that mystery. You can't plan. Live this. in the light of your heart in the mystery. This is crazy, isn't it? How <laughs> the whole script turns out to be <laughs> written right. as we do the show and it's perfect. Right. I just saw this quote this morning. That's why I was playing with my phone, folks. Yeah. Um, you have more freedom than you're using. Absolutely. Yeah. You have more, all of us. I mean, we got, oh, yeah, what am I doing? Because it helps me realize, wait a minute, I do, when I hear you have more freedom than you're using, for some reason that wakes me up going, yeah, I really do limit myself. Freedom's important. My Sheikh said, if we all understood our religions, our spiritual traditions, there would only be one. Yeah. It would be the religion of love, peace, mercy, Justice and freedom. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, which really is at the core of them yeah. all. He's correct. And he always talked about the unity, which of course I love because I was like a member of Unity Church. Yeah. And my sheikh was all about the unity. There is no separation. It's all unity. Yeah. That, that he's your sheikh and he said that really makes me want to sing that song now. Yeah, shake, 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 shake. Yep. Hey. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. Hey. Shake your Sufi. <laughs> hey. All right. We will get to that. Um, what it you just, just said. It just feels so good. What you said, too, reminds me that of something I've I thought about on different occasions, which is quite simply, we're all sitting, whatever this life is, we're all sitting in the same life. And then within us, we all have the same light. So it's not really that surprising that if we all like, got down to what it the principles yeah. and, and yeah. the spirit that it would only be one yeah like because whether you're um in jerusalem or whether you're here you're sitting in life right and people just have done their best to capture this and put it into words and help people understand it yeah. and um Absolutely. i mean the thing about it's it's such a it's kind of a misnomer to call it fundamentalists like if anything we're fundamentalists because we're trying to get to the fundamental truth beyond all this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange how that became. <laughs> okay, that is not how I think of the word fundamental. No, no, we don't either. But but I mean today, but it's but funny. that's connotative. You know, I'm talking. That's right, what we're talking exactly. about. Right, exactly. The the base of the yeah. word though is like what Ed's saying. It really is the ones who are really applying it. But unfortunately, it kind of flip flopped. Yeah, that, it's that, all been distorted. Yeah, but that's why it's so insidious to even have a word where it's like okay yeah. now because. We call it fundamental, but that's erroneous. It is not really fundamental. And then that's where things, that's where fear gets a hold of things, where like it turns individual into meaning separate. Yeah. It turns fundamental mm. into being Extremist. compromised, yeah. uh, 
you know, like cutting corners, like, you know, using things that are not exactly in line with what the truth right. like. So I, it's that's why I just love this show is that it just brings me back. It takes these words for me back into myself, into my heart where they belong, where I can use them properly so that when someone's going around justifying, doing things that are not, don't feel good to them, are not in alignment with God or in, in alignment with joy or whatever they're claiming they're in line. It, in me, it helps me go, they're just lying, man. They're just lying to say that that's even fundamental. They're like even that, it's just an untruth. Not the kind of lie, I'm not in the job of punishing anyone, but it just lets me know that the truth always sets me free and will set anyone free who's willing to tap into that light and let that light speak through these practices like meditation, mm-hmm. um, affirmative prayer, inspired reading, willing to just admit we're suffering and let go instead of stop, du- stop doubling down and trying to justify it. It's like we know inside of ourselves how we feel and we're all built in with this little inner guide and when we sincerely tap into it, it brings us all together. And it doesn't even, no one has to change around me. It brings me together because I get the vision of unity and the awareness that we're all ready together, and that's just a wonderful thing. Our hearts are all connected. Yeah. Yeah. That Our hearts good. are all connected. Mm-hmm. That speaks to why the word heaven actually means harmony, because we harmonize. And I can harmonize with people whether they like it or not. I can harmonize their tr- <laughs> to their true being, and then amazing things happen. So good stuff. Did you want to tell a story? No, we got this story. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to share before we wrap up the show? Than I could come up with. (laughs) Um, I just want to thank you for having me today. What a fabulous experience! And just coming in here and being in your presence. Oh, thank you! It's just lovely. Well, we feel. I I feel that way about you too, don't you, Ed? I feel the same way. I thought I'd better say that before you read this story. Mm. And well. It's all positive. I'm right, joking. Right, yeah. <laughs> Before we forget all the good that we've we've done here. <laughs> no, it's really wonderful. Well, I will see you tomorrow if you're going. Yeah, I'll absolutely. Be there. absolutely. We're talking about Unity of Santa Barbara. The only time I'm not at Unity of Santa Barbara is when I'm on a spiritual retreat. All right. Well, then I'll Brilliant. be there. Brilliant. That is that I consider that my spiritual retreat, so it justifies me driving. From Los Angeles <laughs> to Santa Barbara. So good, man. It's beautiful. The drive's beautiful. The space is beautiful. The people are beautiful. Ah, we These highly recommend it. Yeah. So let's see here. So we found this story. I think this was in um, the Santa Barbara Mystic Press. I think we'd found this one. <laughs> um, says, I don't know how they got yeah. this. It's a very personal story. I don't know how they found it. <laughs> I think it was a little mini expose on... Uh, on you yeah and your generous (laughs) spirit yes blown away so it says a new family moved into the neighborhood being a kind and generous soul rabia jocelyn archer invited the family over for dinner that was a nice thing to do before they ate rabia thought it would be fun to have their young son johnny pray over the meal (laughs) that was a great (laughs) idea little johnny smiled closed his eyes tight put his hands together and sincerely prayed Dear God, thank you for this wonderful meal. And please, please send clothes for all those poor ladies in Dad's computer. Amen. (laughs) 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 What a sweet boy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God.
<laughs> See, if anyone who's watching on YouTube is wondering why I have a hat on during the second segment, I put my party hat on because I knew this was going to be a party. We knew this was coming, folks. Chobi Wan, you want to come in to play the guitar? You know it. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Oh, you know who this was? Chobi and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, Chobi and the Sunshine Band. He's going to bring some mental sunshine into the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all for coming. <laughs> Joining us today on Funniest Thing. Oh, does he have his guitar? Thanks again to Rabia Jocelyn Archer. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This was definitely Super fun. a mystical treat. How you doing? Great, okay. great. You want me to? You're going to have to yeah, kick it off, sure. Ed. All right. Remember, don't go too fast now. Let me hear. Okay. Let's see this map right there. Everybody, get on the floor. Let's dance. Don't fight, Don't fight the feeling. Give yourself a chance. Here we go. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your soupy. Shake your soupy. One more time now. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your soupy. Shake your soupy. <laughs> Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything Rebecca we do. Jocelyn, no, Robbie and Jocelyn, Jocelyn Archer, we love you. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of Funniest Shake, Thing with Daryl Ned. All right. Here we go. Almost. <laughs> there we go. Three, four. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your souffle. Shake your souffle. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your souffle. Yeah! That's it, folks. We did it. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Wow, wasn't that an amazing podcast? Well, you could do that too here at ChoboStudios.com here in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and if you're not in Los Angeles, you could always go to PodShuttle.io. It's our fully remote editing service where you will cut up clips, we'll edit for you. Uh, podcast management, we do it all, baby. We got the digital goods here at PodShuttle and Chobo. We love you.